What up, what up? We are back with the Silver Screen Breakdowns. I'm Alex. I am... Okay, I'm just Bogart. I was trying to think of something stupid. <laughs> and I am Ebenezer oh. Peacock. Okay. Damn it. Okay, Ardley Majors. <laughs> ah, yes. <laughs> the $6 million man. <laughs> I'm on Silver Screen Breakdowns. We have our main man, Frank Cross. He is visited by two ghosts already. The ghost of his uh, boss and uh, partner and the ghost of Christmas past. And he already turned into Niagara Falls, man. He was crying like a little girl. <laughs> and the ghost of Christmas past told him that he was going to. He sees all these old bad memories. Brings up a lot of, uh, of pain and trauma. In yep. Frank Cross's life, he and didn't. Hey, he 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 didn't try to fucking bury those. Those are called repressed memories. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, not not very happy Christmases as a child. Yeah. His dad giving him Quite veal Christmas, veal for Christmas. Yeah, that's basically why. I think he tells his brother uh, when they were having that stroll before he got uh, the award that Christmas is for uh, kids. You know, it's just whatever. It's uh, time to. For him to rake in the dough though and, and exploit it. You know what's crazy is like just real quick. Um, I always loved Christmas. And even when I got older, and like you know, it's like an older kid, you know what I mean? Like teenager, and you know, you the gifts slow down or whatever, because you're getting older, they might give you some money or whatever. And that's cool too. But like mm -hmm. it was always about just like, man, I couldn't wait to like rock with my family. Then especially when I got old enough to like drink and shit. For sure. Was like that's the getting the Christmas spirit, you know what I mean? And all the yeah. games and all the shit I used to watch them having like laughing and you know what I mean? And you know the the fucking the holly jolly shit, right? That's what it was all sure. about. Because you know what I'm saying? I'll be trying to make sure my kids feel that. And then and then it sucked too because of COVID, like not being able to be with like the entire family. And you know what I mean? It was like different, you know what I mean? Like, man, because I want them to have that same type of Christmas type of vibe that I had. You know what I mean? For sure. Yeah. This actually the first, because even like last year when everything were two years, last two years, it's like opened up, right, in Cali. And then like, but, you know, all my family was out, out this way. You know what I mean? And so like, this is actually going to be the first year that like, uh, yeah, we all rock again. Pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Totally. So, yeah. Stiffed. I was gonna say, yeah. So his childhood trauma, and then his past relationship trauma, and then his work life steadily increasing. So he split up with Claire after three years. That's like his only love. He chose work, his profession over her, and we already know that he hasn't seen her after in fifteen Claire, years. We can safely assume that a lot of hookers, something like that. I'm sure nothing emotionally. Earlier to the boss, come on, you know you paid for them. Yeah, exactly. He definitely followed in his footsteps. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 and so he's on that path of he, the what his uh, his former partner, best friend Lou, would you know the ghost who first visited him uh, <laughs> from the golf course, you know, keeled over and still wearing his golf course stuff. Not like mm -hmm. you know he's gonna get buried in the same shit he died in, but whatever. Um, <laughs> but still, uh, really good good effects. Uh, that was you know that's one of those things that stayed in my mind he's as a kid. The same joint that he died in because that was the last time he was alive, probably. Yeah, 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 yeah. Interesting, but he was all rotted out and shit. Anyways, let's not get into that. <laughs> but, but yeah, um, 
Yeah, we, so we see all of that happen. Uh, he comes back to the present, right? Uh, and he's back on set. He's rambling on and on about, I believe, his... Uh, it, he's decided that Claire... Because he, he's mumbling the whole way over to where she his her outreach program is or whatever about her being selfish or I don't know what like he's going there yeah like he's trying to set the down. record straight like he's like yeah, yeah like practicing you know. about to go ham yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly he's trying to get his shit together and tell her he's what's it. up he's got what is he, yeah what does he do his whole life anyway projected onto everybody else so he's just like oh it's her. It's her yeah. fault. It's not lonely at the top, or I don't know what he says. <laughs> yeah, have been up and downs and long weekends, but I've raised hell, and I don't know what he says. Like he's just trying to talk himself up at the same time, you know, having that fake argument in his head. But he gets in there and he gets sidetracked by all the the folks that are in there, the temporary mm-hmm. shelter. Yeah, because uh, he, you know, he's it's it's. it's it's kind of like when when you're successful, I'm sure you don't worry about, you know, they say, oh, I just want to say hi to the little people out there, right? Like, right. You know what I'm saying? It's compartmentalized, like, you don't know. And then I like, hear the one that he, like, loves, quote, unquote, whatever. Not even maybe I'd even need to put air quotes, right? But, like, you know, she's just a decent human being over here yeah. working, helping the world. Peace on Earth, trying to spread the Christmas yeah. cheer and help out mm-hmm. on Christmas Eve and give these folks some warm food and a place to stay and for real. whatever. So he comes in babbling like a crazy, looking like a crazy person. And uh, one of the ladies there gives him, gives him a blanket. It's like, Oh, you poor soul. And sits him down. <laughs> <laughs> you poor crazy man. <laughs> Here, let's get you warmed up. <laughs> he's probably, hey, you know what? That's probably the most love he's ever got shown in a long time. Too. Like, oh, uh, like, uh, immediately after that, like some three like homeless looking folks come up and they introduce themselves as like ladies and, Herman and uh, Sandpipe. I don't know what the, heck the guy's name is, but they keep calling him Dick. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Robinson or Robinson. Mr. I don't know what they keep calling him. Or Ava is her name, I guess. I don't know. And they, they want him to recite uh, a movie that he was supposedly in or whatever. They keep bugging him. And he's like, just to get these guys off, he's like, all right, fine. He starts saying something and like, I don't know who it is. Chuck Heston. Or I don't know. He just says some random bullshit. It's crazy. All right. All right, all right, all right. And they get, you know, just to appease them. And he's like, all right, get away from me, you crazy folks, and all this shit. And then that's when uh, Claire notices him, like, because there's a bunch of commotion going on. They all started clapping for him and stuff after his little, <laughs> his little performance. <laughs> yeah, he's a savage. This uh, fucking hilarious. But then, like, he comes in, and, like, he's all lovey-dovey, hugging up on her all crazy and, like, grabbing her by the waist and totally kind of professing out the window. Huh? Yeah. Totally opposite of what he was, you know, go like babbling about when he got there, like, you know, on his way over there, threw his plan out the window. He went with plan. Why he loved, why he, why he, you know what I mean? Yeah. Went with plan, plan B. How, how fucking great of a fucking person she is. And they're having a great time, but all this gets thwarted real quick because oh, yeah. uh, there's a, there's a problem. There's a problem real. at the shelter. There's no, the turkeys or some shit. Oh, I forget yeah, what it was. That's what it is. Yeah, th- there's no turkeys. They're they're not on their way. I don't know what's going on. She needs to make a phone call and figure out what's happening. And uh, the heater's not working. Or I don't know what's happening. What else? They don't have blankets. What's the other problem? I can't I can't remember. There's something going on though. The building's on fire. <laughs> there's another problem. Bad, bro. Yeah, but but Frank is 
Frank is like, you know, like he's had enough. He's like, look, just go get the phone book and look under A or P or whatever for the turkeys. And that's where you can get them. And you're big girls and you can handle it and get out of here or whatever. And she's like, Claire's like, come on, you know, calm down. I'll be right back. Like, just wait a minute and I'll go with you and we'll we'll do whatever you want. Right, thing. Well, like, please help yeah. us. Yeah, and he's like, they're volunteers because nobody will hire them. And he just like starts going into them and he doesn't stop. You know, he just keeps, you know, kind of treating him like if they were his, you know, people on set or whatever, where he where he works. And he starts being rude to her. And she's like, just give me a second. And he's like, don't bother. You know, and she's like, let me finish here and I'll go with you. And he's like, take the rest of your life. And, here, and then he gives her some advice. He's like, scrape them off. You know, save yourself. And then she's like, that's a wonderful attitude to have on Christmas Eve. Son of a bitch, really. I know, what a and then he and he goes, bah, humbug. Right there, classic Scrooge. He just admits that he's Scrooge right here at this point of the film. Mm -hmm. And she's like, lumpy, and he's gone. Hey, you know, I just realized maybe lumpy is because that's, he had like coal in his stockings. Oh. Look at that, give me a ding. Ding. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Yeah. And so he's leaving the shelter, and you see Herman and one of the other guys out there, and he's like, Hey, Dick, can you spare $2 so I can heat my place tonight? He's like, Ah, I left it inside. Why don't you go ask some other sucker or whatever? He just takes off all pissed what a piece off. Of shit. <laughs> so he walks back to. It's when I was rewatching it. I was thinking, like, he was going to have one of those moments right there, bro, and be like, Give me the phone book. Fucking, and then I'll pay for oh, it. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure, I'm yeah. Like, just, just buy all the turkeys just so I can get this pussy real quick, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I thought he was going to, like, just flex real quick. He just went right he back. should have. It's Christmas Eve, isn't it? But oh, then the movie would have been the movie would have been over right there. And we still have two more ghosts to go. You ain't lying. So. <laughs> <laughs> and so he walks back to set. You got the Chroma Sutra book? Hell yeah. <laughs> he walks back to set and, uh, the, the whole production's going on, and you see the, the Golden Globe dancers shaking their asses, and then Scrooge walks through. That's just a hilarious concept to have, because he just that's one of his things that he threw in there, obviously, that he's keeping in there. The whole thing, the, the reindeer with the antlers and shit, too, well, that's the boss guy, but still. But, but you know, the gold, the, you know, showing some TNA, uh, you know, if he could have some explosions and some acrobats, that Mary Lou Retton thing, that's his thing also. But if he could have, like, some... Uh, I don't know some some ninja elves with uh with nunchucks, you know that he would take it right, but, but yeah. he he can't, he can't in this production unfortunately, and he only has so much leeway. And this guy Bryce is kind of taken over, so he walks in on him basically, you know, uh, giving the direction. He's like, everybody, you know, great work. Let's let's uh you know clear the street. Let's take uh, dinner. He calls dinner. He's like, see you guys, and he's real like, you know, everybody one hour one hour break, no problem. Contrast. This includes walking time. Yeah, complete opposite California cool guy, like just chilling kind of maybe. I don't know if he's from California, but he looks that way. Not the Scrooge. Yeah. Exactly. Kind of more chill. He's wearing like gray pants, not a dark suit. He's working though on Christmas Eve. <laughs> and as soon as he sees him, he's like, hey, Frank, we're looking all over for you. And he's like, starts rubbing his shoulders, like relax. And he's like, I call the brakes around here, Frank tells him. And he's like, oh, yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to like you know, step on your toes, buddy. He's like, you want me to call him back? I'll call him right back and you can send him right off whenever you want. And he grabs the microphone. Everybody, okay, uh, Frank, hold on. You know, Ixnay, Frank has something important to, to tell you guys. And with a megaphone, and he just turns around and puts it right in his face. <laughs> and Frank's like, uh, like, you and I have a talk, uh, whatever. 
So he pulls him aside. You and I need to have a little talk or whatever it is. He's like, look, uh, person asked me to stop by for a drink. I really can't do that right now. Okay, see you later, buddy. He curves him. <laughs> takes the curve. It's like the big <laughs> curve right there. Uh, so he starts walking off, I guess, probably to his office to go have a drink or see what's up on set. But the set's cleared, and all the lights start shutting off. And he's like, hey, what the hell? What's going on, man? And in pops ghost number two, which would be oh, the yeah. ghost. And the I, ghost have, uh, I got the clip. Ghost of Christmas present, and I got the clip of her making her entrance. Hi, go. Frank. <laughs> Come on out and play with me. Christmas present. I had a funny feeling. Uh, why <laughs> did you do that? Sometimes you have to slap them in the face. <laughs> Fine. Slap me in the face. But you kicked me in the wall. Gosh, Frank. <laughs> I'm to begin the journey. Now close your eyes. <laughs> and think. No. You close your eyes. Oh, no. I'm through. Don't be quarrelsome. Close your eyes. <laughs> oh, snowflakes and moonbeams and whiskers on kids. No picking. <laughs> of rainbows, forget-me-nots. Of misty meadows and sun-dappled pools. <laughs> oh, look. There's Mr. Hedgehog. I wonder where he's going. Perhaps to Harlem. <laughs> Harlem. <laughs> Perhaps to Harlem. <laughs> oh, God, my jaw. Oh, sometimes the truth is painful, Frank, uh -huh. but it's made your cheeks all rosy and your eyes bright as <laughs> stars. If you touch me again, I'm going to rip your goddamn wings off. Okay. You know, I like the rough stuff, don't you think? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bogey. Fun fact. When right. shooting this scene, right? He kept telling her, hit me for real. <laughs> right? He's a real freak. This actually says a lot about Bill Murray, right? Hit me for real. And she kept hitting him and hitting him. And she even busted his lip so oh. bad that they had to stop the shoot until he healed up. Wow. Damn. Yeah. Hit wow. me hard. This scene was very violent, man. Yeah. Uh, and it continues throughout the whole time she's with him. You know, fucking him up. Yeah, she keeps fucking him up for a good maybe eight more minutes of the movie, maybe, or something. <laughs> Longer. As she's showing him, uh, she takes him to Harlem to where Grace lives. And uh, she shows him, you know, the how poor she's living there with all the family in the house and sneaking in through the, uh, the you know, the, the kids are playing and they can't figure out a game. And the little quiet son, Calvin, ends up taking it over to the windowsill and figures it out. He's like, oh, it's a bright boy. And so he asks her, you know, hey, what's wrong with him? You know, and she's, she gives him the, the 411. And this is where we find out finally why he can't speak. Yeah. And his dad, what they say, his dad was, they don't say how he was killed, no, no, but they, they said that his dad died. 
And I just assume it's Harlem. You know, this is like a new story on who's probably, you know, just he was shot or something just in the ghetto mm-hmm. in the hood somewhere. And uh, so, yeah, he hasn't spoke since. And yeah, it was fun. Like she even asked him, um, he was like, I, I didn't even know that, uh, she, that her husband died. And she was like, Frank, do you remember when she wore black for a whole year? <laughs> I, I just thought it was some kind of fashion statement, you know. <laughs> People were wearing black. <laughs> so, of course, he's just going to justify it, however it is. And uh, <laughs> it's literally the exact same, you know, premise as like watching Tiny Tim and Bob Crackett. And, you You're know, right. Huge family, small house, not a lot of money. Um, looks like they're having a lot of fun, though. Even with yeah, money. So the the fairy uh, ghost here of present pulls him in. She's like, "Come inside, come have fun." And they're giving raspberries to the older son on the floor, and so she starts flicking his ear and giving him raspberries and beating him up a little bit again. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, she flicks his ear a bunch of times actually. Now that I think about it, his ear gets all red. <laughs> red. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, let's see. They, yeah, they don't mention why the father passes away. Uh, we do figure out that the little boy isn't, like, dumb, right? Because he figures out the game when the, yeah. his two older cousins or siblings couldn't figure it out. Yeah. Um, and um, and it, she tells him that it's going to be his choice. Only he can decide when he'll be okay. Because he kind of expresses some worry. He's like, is he going to be all right? Yeah. And so anyway, she starts giving him raspberries and he's like more and more. And he starts laughing so much that like she gets violent and just punches him in the face. Yeah. Another one. <laughs> Old clock him again. And he rolls down some stairs and it's like a studio apartment, I guess, in New York. And he, he's falling down the stairs and a dog's barking at him. And, uh, the people can't, the people can't see, see him obviously, but he's at his brother's house at the Christmas dinner that he was invited to in act one. Oh, this is present day. That's right. Yeah, where they blew off, and they're do- where they where he blew his brother off, and they're exchanging the gifts. And he's always been real, uh, I guess, like uh, keen on his sister in law or whatever um, and stuff. So you just kind of see that that dynamic. Like he cares for his brother a little bit, but he's still he can't. You know, it's like this is a, we're at this lane party. You know, I don't want to be here. What's the big deal? Yeah, and, and I guess uh, the difference between this party. and the Christmas Carol in a Christmas Carol, it's like Scrooge's like nephew or like you know something like that. They make this one hit a little closer to home when it's literally his brother. Right. I, I think Bill Murray's actual brother was in this movie too. I don't. I don't know. If, I don't know mm-hmm. who he played though. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, John so Murray. Oh, there you go. Uh, yeah. John Murray and that he played James Cross, Frank's brother. Oh, so that is his brother oh, so in real life. Played his brother. Oh, yeah. word. Wow. Look at that. Wow. You learn something new every day. <laughs> cool. Yeah, because when I was trying to find all kind of tidbits for the movie, I was like, oh, nice. in there. Oh, I never that is funny. Think, I never stopped to think, I wonder if his brother played his brother. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like uh, so. He's having a shouting match with the the fairy. They're going back and forth just about random stuff because he's she's you know his brother tells tells everyone what he uh, he got him for Christmas. So she plugs his ears and and then um, he sees what you know was given to to his brother by him supposedly. But Grace sends him a VCR and he's like, "That's not a towel," because you know he's going to give a towel to his own brother. Remember, in yeah. one. And so he's kind of pouting, but his brother 
is really like, wow, this is super thoughtful. And he gives up a whole toast and he's like, I wish he was here. And, yeah. you know, I love him. And to Frank. Uh, yeah, exactly. And his, you know, that's awesome. You know, it wasn't sarcastic. But he was yeah. mad because he gave him the wrong gift. Yeah, but then like that kind of it kind of touched him. It touched him. Yeah, it touched him a little bit though, and so he was like, "Fine, you know, you could keep the VCR." And so they continue playing. They're playing like a trivia game, and they're like, "What boat took them to? What is it? Everybody to Gilligan's Island or whatever? What's the name of the boat?" And they're like, "The SS Mackerel." And he's like, "Oh my god, like uh, you know, you know what the answer is? Yeah, that's right." 4:20 a.m. radio. It's the SS Minnow. That's the answer, and everybody knows that. And so he's trying to shout, and he gets into a, a, basically another fist fight here with a, the fairy. She headbutts him, picks up a toaster, <laughs> one of those four four bread toasters, and just gives him like an uppercut kind of. <laughs> Hit me harder! And he flies out of nowhere and lands uh, underground. Yeah, he lands in the suit, like, I guess, like, the sewer area. I don't even know, like, a storage unit under the streets of New York, like, under the grate. Kind of like where the turtles were hanging out when they got the pizza. Yeah, well, you know, the first turtle movie. I I heard, like, in New York, a lot of that, a lot of those old sewers, like, because they built on top of shit at one Mm -hmm. point or another. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So, he's in one of the, he ends up in one of those areas. There's icicles coming in. You know, from the greats and stuff, and he's trying to shout at people, but obviously he's like in ghost mode or whatever, so they can't, they can't hear him. And he sees off in the the corner, he sees Herman with a Christmas tree sitting there with his red gloves on and his watch that he had earlier in the, in the, when he was at the shelter. Herman remembers one of the homeless guys that was at the shelter, who he was actually the guy who asked him for two dollars so he could heat his place that night. So he goes over to Herman, and Herman's looking a little pale. Actually, Herman's looking a little icy, and he he goes over to touch Herman. You know, Herman's frozen dead. He's like, "Hey, it's Dick." Liz says hi, and he touches him, and the watch falls out of the hand, kind of lowers down. See icicles frozen on Herman's nose. He gets pissed off. You know, he's like, "You stupid ass!" I don't know what he calls him. Calls him a bunch of things. Uh, he's like, you should have gone with Claire. You know, you should have gone back. You should. And this is like, I remember as a kid watching this. It's kind of sad. It's like, oh, the guy died. Herman is an awesome guy. You know? Herman was also in Roxanne with Steve Martin. Yeah, I remember that. Oh, Roxanne. Really? Haven't seen that one in a while. Roxanne. Thanks for that. 4:20 a.m. radio. That's the police, but sure. Unrelated, I think. I've never seen Roxanne in the movie though. So, yeah, uh, Frank's pissed, and he's like, starts talking to himself. He needs, yeah, Frank needs to get out of there. If not, he's going to freeze to death also. So he's like, this is the door, isn't it? This is it. And so he, like, hurts his shoulder, try to bang it open. Starts kind of, you know, being crazy. Like, ah, he's like, this is it. And he's, I'm going to get out of here. This is the only door. And he, like, slams through. And he breaks through onto the set. And he's, like, slips down, knocks over a bunch of props. A barrel rolls over and it hits the sensor who's sitting in a chair and can't get out of the way. Boom, she gets fucked up for the second time. <laughs> yeah. Great run on joke. Yeah, it is. And they're like, hey, get that moron offset. And he's trying to hide behind some of the kid actors and uh, nothing to They're like, oh, God, it's Frank. And they're like, we've been worried sick. And they're like, oh, shit, he's drunk and all this stuff. <laughs> and he's just. <laughs> Because he can't do stumbling and bumbling. <laughs> and then he grabs one of the kids and he takes the cane and he's like trying to fight everybody off. 
And they're like, everybody take three minutes. That Bryce guy comes over. He's like, take a leg, break, you know, calm down. And, and he's like, uh, Bill Murray's just like, I just want to say, break a leg, everybody. And then Bryce is like, yeah, let's do it for him. It's his baby. And he's like, I think we should get you upstairs. It's been such an honor. And they're like, let's, let's get you on up there. <laughs> Bryce, take him away, <laughs> kind of. And uh, right before, right before uh, they're getting to the elevator to do that, he's walking him through. You know, he turns his back and the door's open. He turns around and there's death just standing there. And he's like, ah, and he freaks the hell out. And he's like, ah, yells in Grace's ear and he pushes her <laughs> out of the way and he gets down on his knees. And he's like, you think I'm afraid? I'm afraid of you and all this shit. <laughs> he's like, you want me? Come get me, you pussy. <laughs> <laughs> and then Bryce finally breaks it up and he's like, all right, get this guy out of here. And you get and it's the it's the one of the prop guys. He's he's the ghost of Christmas future on the Christmas Carol show. And he's like Bill Murray's on his knees, like all disheveled oh, and like, yeah, yeah, it's an actor, it's not even the real death, you know. So oh, yeah. he's goes he's in the elevator and he's like, Oh, that guy's gonna be great, he's gonna kill it tonight or whatever. <laughs> uh, and he goes up in the elevator. We see Mary Lou Retton doing her tumbling pass, throws her crutches, and God bless everyone, and they're getting all pumped up for the show. They, zoom into Calvin and he's like all oh, everybody's getting geared up and the guy the announcer's like tonight live world premiere telecast of the immortal Charles Dickens Scrooge and all that crap you know they and pump we'll it show up this on uh, so I, I do got a clip of him oh cool cool um, <laughs> of him when he sees death uh right right <laughs> after this we'll cut it for act three since uh <clears throat> since now we made it past the ghost of uh Christmas present nice. and and uh, yeah, everyone will get to see this in Act Two and Three because this is classic. Yeah. It's been such an honor to work for the great Frank Cross. I'm gonna dine out on this for months. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> now I want Grace to take you upstairs now, where I think things might just be a little safer than down here. Okay? You're beautiful, Frank. You got any last tips for me? Huh? Kissing ass. Frank, go watch the show. He's here for me, come on! All right, come on, Dante! You think I'm afraid of you? The day I've had! I know what you came for. Come and get it, you pussy. Right! Stop scaring Frank. Get this nutcake out of here. He's in the show, Mr. Cross, as the ghost of Christmas future. He's great. That guy is going to be a big star. <laughs> Great save. And, he, has a lot of, uh, he has a lot of energy in this movie. And now I remember they do call it Ghost of Christmas Future. It's in the Muppets Christmas Carol where he calls them the ghost of Christmas yet to come. Mm. <laughs> I'm sure they do in, in other versions as well. I've heard that before. You gotta get or, maybe, the, or maybe it's that one. Copyright infringements, bro. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. You gotta buy the rights to things type of shit. The ghost of Quantum Leap. <laughs> the, ghost, the ghost of the quantum realm. The ghost of days past. The ghost of our ancestors. The, the, the ghost. Oh, I can't. Now you got me. <laughs> the ghost of our grandchildren. Eh? That's a good one for the future. Ooh. And that's where we'll the leave ghost off. Of unborn semen. No, no. <laughs> Get out of here. I totally came out wrong. Pause. And that's where we're going to leave off. Act number two. Damn, I'm good. 
<laughs> oh man and uh, if you don't if you are not subscribed to the audio podcast at silver screen breakdowns go subscribe on apple spotify everywhere that you get your podcasts and go subscribe on we're on youtube silver screen breakdowns we are on tiktok instagram uh now on rumble go check us out over there yeah, we peacock, have- i don't know yeah, check out all my stuff at neonpeacockmerch.com. Uh, I think the last day of the sale that I got going on is today. So still time to get uh, stuff in time for Christmas and on sale still. Check it out. Yeah. My name is yeah. Bogard Scott Free. Check me out everywhere you consume your music. Uh, Spotify, Apple, Tidal, Apple. Give me money. <laughs> All right, and we will see you guys on the other side for act number three. Everybody watching live, make sure you stick with us. Peace out. This ain't a dream, we really live this shit. Don't intervene, yo, we with this shit. That's where the most high, we the most lit.